You talk about your Psalms. You can talk about your Bible in John 3.16. You can talk about Austin 3.16. But Boozy 3.16 says, I just drank a beer. What? We are here. For Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to do the Sweet 16 for the best wrestling faction bracket. And let's get us kicked off the right way. It's going to be a good night. Cheers, everybody. Uh, before we introduce our panelists, I got myself a Sam's Seasonal Pack. We are recording this in the middle of December. And uh, the Sam's Seasonal Pack you get at like a Costco and Sam's Club, I think the only place you can really get these right now, um, at least down in Florida. I got myself an old Fezziwig from Sam Adams, a delicious, uh, rich and spiced. I believe it's an ale, but hey, who knows? I'm going to drink it. Mm. Chris, you seem well spiced tonight. Oh, I am all sorts of spiced up. Uh, in fact, if I were a spice girl, I would be scary spice. Let's start off up in the Chicagoland area. Rowan Ward, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Hello, hello. I am doing great. You know, just chilling. You know, Monday was my first day back at work in two weeks, but I'm in a good mood. I spent last week in California. I hung out with my friends and went to some Jeopardy tapings and just in general had a blast. As far as what am I drinking? You know, you got a variety pack. I got a variety pack today too. I found a Three Floyds variety can pack at one of the local liquor stores and it had three cans of zombie dust and nine cans of beers I hadn't tried. So <laughs> one of the ones I haven't tried is the Three Floyds Zombie Ice. Undead double pale ale. So let's get that pop going. Ooh, that tastes like a three Floyds, and that's a good thing. <laughs> I love how the fact that you've been on, I think this is what your fourth recording with us, and you already have like the etiquette down. Like you've got the the beer right in the microphone. You do the two step pop. Like a seasoned veteran, Roman. 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 Oh, one, I know how to use a microphone, and two, I've listened to plenty of your shows. There we mm -hmm. go. We'll take that. That's a con actually. That is the highest compliment you could pay me. Although I'm assuming only the ones I don't host. <laughs> plenty of yours as well. So all over the PTE network. I will take it. Uh, speaking of uh, things, I'm going to take. I'm going to take them out to dinner next time I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Chris, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Or hey. shout out a local company you're a big fan of. Okay, fair enough. Uh, first off, uh, doing well tonight. Happy to be here from uh, good old Jacksonville, Florida. It's actually kind of chilly tonight. It's uh, 56 degrees, which for some is not that cold. For Florida, it's a little chilly. Not going to lie. So um, what am I drinking? I am drinking, once again, the thing I normally drink, which is Pepsi Zero Sugar. And I actually saved a thing here. So let's see if it comes up um, on my microphone that has uh, noise cancellation. So there we go. Uh, it's Twist Hoppy because uh, uh, I don't really believe in you can step much because I just go through them too quickly. Uh, but other than that, and talk about a, uh, actually, you know what? I'll talk about my buddy, Sam, who I uh, help out with hosting trivia. And um, and I know it trivia here in town. So uh, again, if you're in Jacksonville, Florida, and you uh, have a restaurant looking for uh, some, uh, some trivia hosting, uh, look up uh, Sam Mitchell and I know it trivia. And uh, we can maybe come to your, uh, your establishment and uh, host some trivia for you there. 
Is Sam the dude we met at the at the Trivial Warfare meetup? One and the same. He's the one that ran the uh, Saturday <laughs> trivia. That is fun trivia. That yeah. is some really good trivia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sam's a good you. Sam's a good dude. Sam's a good dude. Seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, Very much so. Speaking of really nice, I can't say that. I just no, I that was blatantly false. No, that's that, that's <laughs> a lie. Uh, but let's head on out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mike Turner, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I am as boring as Lance Storm in the WWE. I'm drinking straight agua. You can hear a nice ice rattle in my uh, solid cup here. But you know, ice ice, baby. All all is glorious. All is merry and bright as we are recording this before Christmas time. Uh, I I had we had our we had our holiday party at the Crooked Hammock Brewery in Myrtle Beach, who I always like to shout out this past Saturday, and uh, they actually had. Uh, a brew that I did not have the balls to try. It was their elf beer that was specifically made with candy, maple syrup, and spaghetti in the mash. And I just did not have the balls to try it. That makes me glad I don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound like something that would be up my alley? No. Would I at least try it just to make sure it wasn't up my alley? <laughs> of course I would. I, I oh, will yeah. say we we had their uh, their s'mores beer and that was hmm. delightful. Delightful, delicious, and delovely. Speaking of delovely, we're going to go ahead and backtrack across the wonderful state of Florida. Alan, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing well. Like Chris said, it's a little chilly here, but that's okay. I'm sitting here in my uh, Christmas Grinch pajamas, and uh, I'm drinking a Golden Road Guava Cart, very Ooh. similar to the Mango Cart, but the, I've not tried the Guava one yet, so let's give it a shot. Go ahead. I love this drink. Let's go ahead. I'm curious. Ooh, that's good. I am really such a good. big fan of that. Everyone drinks the mango cart, and the mango cart's good. It's, it's really sweet. The guava yeah. cart, not as sweet, a little more flavor. I love that drink. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep this one. <laughs> well, speaking of things, we're gonna keep. Baby, my friend, <laughs> we're gonna keep harassing nice you. How are you way. doing? What are you drinking? Oh, Chris, I'm doing well. I am doing so well uh, today. I am drinking from Sweetwater Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, they have their Georgia Brown Brown Ale out for this wintry time. So I'm going to try this. We'll pop there. And that is very nice. Very nice. Speaking Caramely, very nice. chocolate, malty is very, very good. Speaking of very nice, I saw you were back streaming again. I am. Yeah. So we're in the holiday season. So I'm going to be, you know, off streaming for a week as I'm traveling up to visit family. But yeah, we're streaming again. Uh, Been a lot of fun. Had a handful of people uh, come in from a Liquid Courage Entertainment raid, which was very, very fun. Um, So shout out to Jay. She's so lovely for doing that. And I really appreciate that. That was on, I think. Saturday or something like that or Friday. It was recent besides the point. Um, But no, we're we're having a great time doing the stream stuff. We're having a great time doing all that. And 
really, really excited to see what happens in the new year as we keep building this awesome community on Twitch and over the internet. And it's a great. It is wonderful. And a huge, huge shout out to Jay, whose mm. new show exclusively here on the PTE network has faster than any show on our network surpassed 1,000 downloads. Jay's Damn. show Verboten is a blast. I can't wait to be on it. Uh, One I, of my I, OQL yeah. teammates is taping Verboten tonight. Ooh, 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 I was asked to tape Verboten tonight. I feel so bad <laughs> uh, because that is the only PTE show that I have not been on yet. I've been on all of them except for Verboten. And so this is very, very fun. <laughs> Emphasis on yet because oh, yes. yeah, no, I, episode I, airs, our fifth show will be announced. Mm-hmm. And it's a a doozy. It's an all original show that I have nothing mm-hmm. to do with. This is a, mm-hmm. a gentleman that brought the idea to us and pitched it to us. And I went, yes, we need that. So and uh, more uh, to come. Yeah. And some of us on this panel might be on a panel of that as well. So yeah. stay tuned. Let's just if you're a fan of boozy, you're gonna like this this uh this mm-hmm. show. But let's jump in because y'all, we got some picks to make, we got some bad decisions to make. So, Rowan, we're going to kick it off here with you. You're going to be taking the overall one seed of D-Generation X against the Pride of Impact Wrestling, the main event Mafia. Take us away. I mean, main event Mafia is one of, is one of the most important factions in Impact Wrestling history, but I'm not running around using any main event mafia catchphrases. Do I still run around and crotch chop and tell people to suck it every so often? You bet your bottom dollar I do. I am ready to suck it. I hope you are ready to suck it. And I am voting for D-Generation X. DX got the first vote. Next picker here goes to Chris. How the crap do you follow that? I mean, that was well done, Rowan. That was really well Thank done. You. And so, I yeah, I mean, it's it, this is a non-starter. This is DX. This is their iconic. Uh, they're Hall of Famers now, and rightfully so. They basically changed the land, landscape, and they got people turning off uh, WCW and, and the NWO and turning on WWE. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think we have a WWE without DX. And so DX moves on for me. Now DX is close to moving on. Turner going to you. Yeah, I, I in, in in the interest of fairness, I find both of these uh, first two uh, matchups that we're going to talk about very boring for this first round. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this is DX. We're not going to waste any time. All right, we got the DX going to move on. But Alan, give me your opinion, please. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say other than what's already been said. Yeah, this is this it should be DX in a sweep. Well, let's see, Banny should be. Not it that there's be. any pressure on you or nothing. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, there's a reason on my my wrestling podcast, Learn the Ropes. I start every episode. With ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight LTR proudly presents to you its soon-to-be number one wrestling podcast in the world. Is because of the New Age Outlaws. DX five nothing. DX takes a f- commanding five nil lead, 
and we are moving on. This next pick is a 5-4 matchup. The five seed, Ravens flock. The floor, the four seed, the bloodline. Chris, take us away. Yeah, uh, bloodline. I'm sorry. I was one of the ones that voted for Dark Order against Ravens flock. I'm still not a fan of Ravens flock. Uh, the episode has not changed. My thought process hasn't changed. I'm sorry. Again, you've talked. You're talking about a faction that basically took over the WWE for the past three years if not a little bit longer than that. You have some of the best wrestlers in the world, and in the other one, you have Raven. Please. Anyway, this that's a moot point. It's it's even this is just a bad pair in the first place. Also the fact that Raven was a five and uh, just makes me want to scratch my head in the at anyway. So yes, bloodline moves on for me. Well as Chris uh, finds out what a cow's opinion is, it's moo. We are moving on to Turner. You show some respect for Scotty Flamingo, Chris. Come on, man. Nope. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern's full. Keep Scotty Flamingo's name out your damn mouth. <laughs> uh, Be- Beach Blast 92, tremendous match against Brian Pillman. Go watch that. Um, but yeah, this is, again, a mismatch. We all, we all, I think, are way more interested in the next round match, which will see the bloodline against DX, and that should get... Much more interesting. All right. Bloodlines up 2-0 going to Allen. Yeah. Um, we definitely uh, acknowledge in this household. So it's the bloodline. Bloodline has a 3-0 lead. It's moving on already, but we want to hear from everybody. So, Banny, give me your controversial take. Uh, there's not really too much controversial about it. Uh, Raven's Flock, uh, the only reason I moved it on in the first place uh, was because of the Dark Order. Again, rest in peace to Mr. Uh, Brody Lee. Um, that, w- that was the main reason. And that th- after that, they just floundered, so they weren't really doing much, whereas Raven's Flock did many things in many different wrestling companies. You look at the bloodline, it's the best, best telling of story. Uh as or you could say, you know, storytelling, if I could speak my words properly um, in wrestling today, you know, when Roman is in the company and working. So <laughs> with that, I am going to be voting for Bloodline. Bloodline By the way, who would not want Roman's uh, contract right now? Just come in and work. I know, right? Like it. I mean, I'd rather have Jimbo Fishers, but yeah, I'll take Roman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> OK, not wrong. Not wrong at all. <laughs> 75 million for not working at all enjoy your burrito uh, let's take a look here rowan do we have a sweep wrestling is at its best when it makes me feel feelings of course we're going five oh the bloodline yeah <laughs> everybody uh. acknowledged we are moving on this could be a very very interesting one so let's just jump right into it the play-in winner succeed of the Judgment Day taking on perhaps the most dangerous three-person faction of all time in the Shield. Uh, let's start this one out with Turner. This is a good one. So now we're getting into the meat of why we are here. Um, and as, as fun as the judgment day has been over the last couple of weeks and as dominant a force as they have 
in not Finn Balor, not Damian Priest, and not the jabroni Dominic Mysterio, as dominant a force as they have in Mommy, Rhea Ripley, I just can't in good conscience take the past year and put it against the near three-year run of dominance that the Shield had. I mean, you're talking three of the best talents in the professional wrestling world, still to this day dominating their respective promotions. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where Seth Rollins ends up when his contract is up in June. Uh, we know where Roman is for the time being, uh, sitting at home with his fat patriot. And, uh, you know, Mox has signed a long-term deal with AEW. But they, they provided so many great matches, so many great memories, uh, and just I, I, the, the time span just does it for me. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go with the Shield. Shield has its first vote. Alan, going to you. Actually, real quick, Michael, you forgot about R-Truth and, um, and Judgment yep. Day, man. No, oh, no, no. No. <laughs> and you two are both forgetting about the Funko Pop of no, J.D. McDonough. No, I didn't. This is true. Oh, you didn't? Okay. <sighs> yeah, this is a. I am definitely torn on this one. Um, yeah, the God, I, I just uh, the shield. <laughs> shield has got a belabored second vote. Banny, you're going to you. Yeah, so this is definitely the the hardest matchup so far. In regards to when I'm looking at these groups, I'm also looking at, you know, accolades and uh, achievements so far. I mean, you look at Judgment Day, multi-time tag champs. You're looking at um, uh, uh, women's champion. You're looking at a money in the bank. You have a f- the first ever universal champion in this group and everything like that. You have a former North American champion. Uh, two actually because uh, Dominic just lost. Um, oh, that was glorious! Yeah. By the way, oh, man, Drake, he's, he's so good. good. He's so I good. love him. So good. Anyway, um, but then, but then you're looking at the Shield. However, you're, when you're looking at the Shield, the Shield was the the fuse that launched those three in the eyes of the modern world. It wasn't until after the Shield that they all had main event scenes in their respective times and everything like that i mean my favorite thing was when all three members of the shield were champion on the same night but that was that had to take place that was about like two and a half years after they broke up now so what you're looking at there is okay shield tag champs and the long one of the longest reigning uh modern day united states champions in dean ambrose slash john moxley i mean he didn't really defend the belt that much in that time but regardless Hey, Roman learned it from somebody, okay? Yeah, yeah. He learned it from his boy. Um, but going off of a, a little bit of, you can't compare the impact that these th- those three had in their span time and, and their time span in regards to just the one year that the Judgment Day have been relevant. So in this, I'm giving it to the Hounds of Justice. Well, Mommy's feeling a little disrespected. The Shield picks up its third vote. Rowan... Give mommy some love. I mean, this is so hard because 
my absolute favorite people in WWE. One of them, Mommy, is in the Judgment Day, and the other one, Roman Reigns, was in the Shield. But, like, pre-Bloodline Roman Reigns, I don't know if he would have been my favorite had I not gotten back into wrestling during Bloodline times. Um, Watching pre-Bloodline Roman Reigns, like, it's fun to learn the history, but it also just feels a little weird. The Shield is... It's huge. It was the launching point for him, for Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley, for Seth Rollins, who I can't flip and stand, but is obviously big time. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I I love the Judgment Day. I love it anytime they are on my television. Mommy is my absolute favorite. Um the charisma of Senor Money in the Bank does it for me. Screaming at that jabroni Dominic Mysterio is fun. This whole thing going on with our truth now is so weird and so funny. I just, it's a tough one just because they're both huge, but just because of personal preference and personal enjoyment, my vote's going to Mommy in the Judgment Day. Judgment Day picks up a first vote. Chris, take me home tonight. Bottom line is this, 25 years from now, we will be talking about The Shield. 25 years from now, we're going to be talking about Rhea Ripley as a solo, as a solo wrestler only. We're going to be, we'll, we'll barely talk about Damian Priest. You're welcome, Kel Sowers. And we're going to talk <laughs> about how Finn Balor was so completely underutilized by the WWE. So it's The Shield. No, the what shield. about Eddie Guerrero's son? I'm sorry, who? Eddie Guerrero's what? son. There was a whole what? thing about it. What? All right. What? In, all, in all fairness, Where the fuck he, I'm not I'm not a fan of Dominic, but I tell you what, the fact that they're entrusting him with all this crap and he continues to get the heat that he gets, and the fact that also, if you look at the WWE, the one that's wrestled the most in 2023 is dominic mysterio which is just madness to me but hey it's insane to see how much he has grown as a performer Absolutely. since he debuted uh what, what that was back in what 2019 ish 2019 2020 yeah yeah second most over member of the judgment yeah. day and it's not close i, I think I mean, 20, yeah go I ahead 20 25 years from now, we're going to be talking about Dominic Mysterio's son, Eduardo Mysterio. <laughs> he would totally name his kid Eddie just for the heat. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> well, so, look at that. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, yeah, but anyway, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention is, actually, I forgot, so obviously it wasn't important. Let's move on. <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. It was there, and then like a fart in the wind. <laughs> Well, that uh, that brings that ep- that particular vote to an abrupt end, like a fart in church. The shield is moving on, and so are we. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. 
the best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. Our next pick, we're going to start this one off with Alan. Alan, you have got the seventh seed, the Dangerous Alliance, going up against the 15th seed, the upset from the first episode, the Wyatt family. Yeah, this is pretty easy for me. I mean, I remember all these guys and RIP to Bray, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely going to be Wyatt family moving on for me. Much more impactful for, for my, me personally. Wyatt family has got its first vote. We're going to go over to, uh, well, I'm going to call you Barry. Bainey next. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, I, I already said all my, I gave the roses as much as I could to the Wyatt family in the first episode. And I want to give my roses now to Paul Heyman as the one of the best minds in wrestling he will be talked about till the ends of time when it comes to this squared circle of a sport um however again i because of how much of an impact they made on me and how much of an impact his death had on me i i i can't not vote for them so i i am uh voting for the y family to move on Wyatt family's got two votes. Uh, let's go to Rowan over to you. Yeah, this is a tough one just because the Dangerous Alliance and the Wyatt family are both iconic to me in their own ways. I'm going to go with the one who had the most effect on me personally as a wrestling fan. And that's the Dangerous Alliance. Back when I was first watching wrestling when I was in elementary school, it was the Dangerous Alliance's heyday in WCW. And I remember getting getting fights with my siblings because they all thought the Dangerous Alliance was stupid. And I thought they were absolutely fantastic. I thought Polly Dangerously was the coolest dude ever. He... He continues to be somebody who I just want to be. I want to have the charisma of Paul Heyman. I want to have the mouth of Paul Heyman. I want to be Paul Heyman. Dangerous Alliance for me. Dangerous Alliance picks up its first vote. Chris, over to you. You know, it's funny. Going into this, I was fully prepared to go with the Wyatt family. Um, Really and truly, I think... uh, Again, two certified Hall of Famers and uh, Bray and and uh, um, uh, and Mr. Brody Lee, um, and then I think Ro, um, uh, Eric Rowan. Rowan. Eric, thank you, Eric Rowan. Rowan. Thank you, Uh, or Eric Redbeard, depending on where you're uh, where you're watching him wrestle, uh, is fantastic. Uh, And then also, I love the thought process of what they were planning on potentially redoing the Wyatt family before Bray passed away. Um, it really could have been an interesting, if that was something that they were going to do, it would have been really interesting. But then you look at the Dangerous Alliance, look at the Hall of Famers in there. I mean, you have Steve Austin, 100% surefire, first ballot Hall of Famer, probably on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You had Rick, uh, Rick Rude, Hall of Famer, 
definitely a phenomenal wrestler. And then you had the greatest, greatest personally for me, I know a lot of people love Heenan. Um, to me, the best mouth is in fact, Paul Heyman, uh, or Polly dangerously or whichever flavor Paul you want. Um, and so, um, and Rowan, you, you got me fired up on it. Um, so I'm switching what I was going with. I'm going with the dangerous Alliance and making it to where Michael has a tough decision to make. Good luck. We're all counting on you. Well, with that, it's a two to two tie. Our first tie of the episode before we let Mr. Turner weigh in. Does anybody want to go ahead and lodge their buzzer beater? Try and sway him one way or another. I do not. I'm happy with either way he goes. I've said my piece. I'm going to hold mine off, actually. Yeah, same here. Turner, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's in your moderately capable hands. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what you need to know about me. And those Chris, Chris probably already knows uh, this about me. We're, we're, we're well enough friends that we've discussed this. Um, Wyatt family's not my jam. It's it's just not like I it's don't okay want to. Be wrong. I don't want to speak. <laughs> I, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but the you like him thing. as a talker. You're just not a fan of him as a wrestler. No, I thought he was. I thought he was shit in the ring. Sorry, that's that's a bad. Maybe a bad take on my part. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just relieved that it was the other Chris you were talking about because I'm sitting here going, I don't remember <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> sorry, we, we've talked about plenty of things, but not that. No. Um, <laughs> I I love Brody Lee. I loved Wyndham's talking. Like I said, I did. I don't love him in the ring. Uh, and Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman kind of suck. I'm sorry, they do. They're not good. Uh, and Randy Orton. No, oh, that's that's fair. Bristant, <laughs> Bristant. We're, we're getting moderately that dude better. Totally sucks. I'm sorry, that dude. Jeez, we're getting moderately better. Uh, but yeah, as as Chris said, Dangerous Alliance has had so many Hall of Famers. Um, they were only al- around for a short run, but like super impactful for that promotion. WCW was what I was raised with. I didn't really become a WWF fan until. Um, attitude era or shortly before with austin and the heart foundation uh and the main thing you need to know about me is war games 1992 with sting squadron versus the dangerous alliance is my all time favorite match dangerous alliance wins that's a good one dangerous alliance does win it's moving on to the elite eight we'll talk about them more next episode we got four more picks to make so let's jump right in this next one, we're going to start this one off with Bainey. Bainey, you are choosing between the one seed on this side of the bracket, the four horsemen, or the nine seed of fortune. Hey, mom, can we get some four horsemen on the way home? No, we have the four horsemen at home. Hi, that's the fortune. Literally, it was their idea to be like, we can recreate this with the modern people. You can't recreate perfection when nope. it comes to the... They are the... They are the mold for what a heel faction should be. Sharp dressed, you know, quick with money, quick talking, and just Hall of Famers all around Four Horsemen. And it's without a question. The Four Horsemen have their first vote. Let's go to Rowan next. I don't have anything clever to say and retroactively cede all of my time to Bainey. Four Horsemen. <laughs> I might have been working on that one, but that's what's 
See, some of you just come to the ring and improv. Banny's here with a script. He's got notes written on the back of people's jackets. I'm in, heads. Yeah. I'm a producer in, uh, in house right now. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go over to Chris. So I'm just going to say right now, I want to cede most of my time for my hatred for the NWO later in this spot. So I'm going to say four horsemen and be done. Uh, not burying any leaves, but burying some hatchets there. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Turner, we're going to you. I mean, to put it very simply, whether you like it or you don't like it, you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Four horsemen. All right. Last but not least, Alan, do we have a sweep? Uh, yeah, and I know this is a uh, audio medium, but it's interesting that all of us were just holding up our fours. That's cool. <laughs> By the way, the two most iconic factions in Four Horsemen and DX, poor TNA just got served up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just, they really had did. no freaking chance to move out of the second I round. Think, I, I think TNA got their flowers earlier in this bracket, yeah, yeah. and thank, right now it's DX and Four Horsemen you. time. Yep. Bye bye. Why don't you get the buh or the bye? <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> well, uh, the four horsemen are moving on. And so are we. Alan, that didn't skip you there, did I? No, no. No. Okay. I've had one drink, so I don't remember a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving on. Your next matchup. We're going to start this one off with. Hmm. Rowan, we're back to you. The Nation of Domination, the five seed, the four seed, or sorry, the 13 seed of the elite. Take us away. Yeah, this is a tough one only because, like we discussed in the last episode, uh, not sure there'd be a second hugely major wrestling promotion right now if not for the elite and everything that happened around them. But... The one that just means a lot more to me is the Nation of Domination. We obviously wouldn't have The Rock if it weren't for Nation of Domination. The kind of skits and things that really stick in my head back from my second wrestling phase in the late 90s. A lot of those are Nation of Domination. Just, I've, I, keep, I, I keep when in doubt, I cleave to the one who has the most meaning to me personally. And for me, that's the nation. Nation's picked up its first vote. Chris, what's next? You know, I was one of the few that went with the brood instead of the elite last time. Um, and uh, I'm still going to stick. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with it. I mean, I appreciate um, everything that the elites done. I still am not the biggest fan of the young bucks. So, on them um i will 100 percent take nation for a couple reasons rock being one of them uh rowan said it beautifully uh just no uh no nation no rock um secondly i just i i i love that owen was uh, owen hart was in there for a little while and just made an impact um, being the most awesome heel self that he could possibly be. I hated Owen Hart when I originally was watching wrestling, but as I've gotten older and appreciate more what heels do, oh my gosh, that dude was amazing. Uh, just, and I'm just, I love the fact again that 
um, that AEW absolutely salutes him every single year. And I hope that there, that is a long partnership that continues on and on and on. With that in mind, I continue to say Nation moves on for me. Nation's got another vote. Next pick here, we're going to go over to Turner. Yeah, I, I, I gave the Nation flowers in, in last week's episode, last you know our last segment. Uh, and yes, we would not have Dwayne Johnson's incarnations without them. But I think this is where we tend to look at Attitude Era with a really rose-colored glasses and say, how much did this group really do? Uh, very short time span, very problematic skits, if we're being honest with ourselves. Uh, not really sure that we could get away with doing uh, some of that stuff these days uh, in, in these times. Um, I, I just have to, I have to give it to the elite based on match quality, based on length of time, if we're going back to the Bullet Club days, and based on championship tenures one. All right, your next pick here goes over to Alan. Yeah, so I think if we were destined to have The Rock, we would have had him anyway, nation or no nation. If he was deter- if, if that was what we were supposed to have, we'd have got him some some way. Uh, and I I am a fan of the Young Bucks. It's definitely a super kick party over here. So uh, okay. going for the elite. All right. Last pick of this part of the bracket. Let's go to Bainey. And and this is the break the tie, correct, Chris? Yeah, this is the break the tie. Yeah. Any tiebreakers? I mean, I was going to, but y'all haven't exactly been like woohooing about the buzzer beaters. But yeah, we'll open it up for buzzer beaters if anybody wants to lodge one. Uh, nope. Um, uh, again, NWO is coming up. No, no, no. But Chris, there's a reason. NWO is coming up in a bit, and I'm saving mine for that because I'm I'm only hoping that I can I, fight for it. I, yeah, I, I think will go ahead and take my buzzer beater here. Right, Someone's got to go. take a buzzer beater. All right. I will go ahead and take a buzzer oh. beater on the Nation of Domination. Um, would they get away with something like the Nation of Domination today? Yeah, probably not. Um. That said, they still they they still did some fun they still did some really funny stuff. And what's kind of interesting is not too long ago, um, Nation of Domination came up on there were some people talking about them on Blue Sky. And what was really interesting is some people slightly older than me. I think I was a little young to do that kind of stuff. Also, probably a little you know North Carolina sheltered to do it at the time. But what's interesting is there was a conversation of people talking about how they were watching nation of domination and it actually got them to get off the wrestling, figure out, okay, what is this shtick coming from? And like start reading civil rights pieces, start reading about the black Panthers. So just like this weird wrestling offshoot. That's like the most loosest based in the world on, you know, black nationalist civil rights groups, if you will, leading people to educate themselves about something completely outside of wrestling. And obviously that's sort of wrestling plus curiosity, but as much as they wouldn't get away with it now, this is the nineties. And I find it interesting that there are some people who got interested in educating themselves about some non wrestling stuff because of this, you know, goofy wrestling faction. So there's that. That's an interesting point. 
Yeah, it is. Let's see if it will uh, go ahead and sway Banya's cold dead heart one way or another. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a really interesting point. I've actually never thought of it that way of opening the minds and basically, yeah, you can definitely see the inspiration. You can definitely see inspiration from like Malcolm X in, in that group and, and definitely the black Panthers and everything like that. And that's wonderful to see. I'm looking at it from a wrestling perspective <laughs> and I'm looking at it from that. Like that is an awesome, amazing thing that came out of that group. But let's look at it at the wrestling perspective. The nation gave us the rock as a heel, which, which boosted him into superstardom. Cool. Farouk got reduced to a catchphrase. The Godfather got reduced to nothing. Mark Henry had to wait another decade and a half for the Hall of Pain to be relevant again, which was by far an amazing run. The Hall of Pain is definitely something you should go back and watch of the Mark Henry. It's phenomenal. Now, when I'm looking at Bullet Club and the Elite, I forgot to mention all the other things that they did. Yeah, you had uh, amazing matches throughout. And like you're looking at the Bullet Club slash the Elite in America, who also had some time in Japan as well. So like you're looking at Adam Cole, you're looking at Cody Rhodes, you're looking at uh, the Young Bucks, you're looking at Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and everything like that. And just the sheer amount of quality wrestling that those names have had within the past five, 10 years is I would say insurmountable to helping bring more eyes to wrestling in the modern era. And I think that is beneficial. And I think having that group then create the alternative to what was at the time, some bullshit wrestling happening on screen I'm giving the vo- the vote to the elite. The elite. Now I realized why I don't like that pick. Bullet Club and the Elite is today's NWO. Mm. Holy crap! <laughs> I'm that, not joking either. I mean, they no, have that, 80, 87,000 members. I mean, basically everybody has been a member of them at one point in time or not. And that makes per- okay. Now I understand why I have a little frustration towards them. Thank you, Bainey. You're welcome. You but, can, but but can I give you a caveat? They know when to kick people out. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind. Well, uh, I mean, you do have Bullet Club Gold and the NWO Wolf Pack, and we can go ahead to head in a. Uh... <laughs> but we're going to move right along. Bullet Club Gold over Wolf Pack any day. <laughs> oh, I was like, God. Yeah. For- for At least Bullet Club Gold's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love juice. <laughs> Rock hard. <laughs> like, I hate Bullet Club Gold, but they're fun to yell at. Right. They are a lot of fun to boo. I'll give them that. We are, they made uh, the guns relevant, and that's impressive to me. Yes. We the keyword there is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the the ass boys. <laughs> oh, that's a- the one time they came out with the 50 cent music, like, oh, it was so good. They, they, were, they were immediately relevant. Immediately. <laughs> All right, we are moving on. We have got the four seed, the New Day. Six seed, sorry. Taking on the 14 <laughs> seed of the Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. That doesn't have the same room. <laughs> it does. But we're going to start this one off with Chris. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know if y'all remember, but you can go back a couple episodes. I was saying how much that uh, I am not a fan of Bret Hart one bit. And and I was one of the few that said evolution absolutely over the Hart Foundation. Actually, I think it was a tie. I think it was 3-2. But uh, yeah, it's New Day. And to me, it's not even close. I mean, it's just like the three of them, um, I mean, what, I mean, it, went from an obscure and I think Michael talked a little bit about this in the last one, but just an abs- absolutely obscure gimmick going into it and made something out of it. And they made something out of it because of the three personalities that are involved. And they were able to just be silly and be themselves. And, and not only that, but also they created an amazing YouTube, t- ch- uh, uh, they created the ability for an amazing YouTube channel and up, up, down, down. I mean, they took it and ran with it. And because of that, um, I'm sorry, just get Bret Hart the frick out of here. Uh, yes, New Day rocks and New Day moves on for me. And Michael, feel free to shame me all you want, my friend. New Day's got its first vote. Turner, we're going to you. I mean, I, well, as Bainey said earlier, it's okay to be wrong. The, these things happen. Uh, no, <laughs> Even though I'm not, but that's okay. He's not. Uh, <laughs> And in, in, in this case, like I said, I, I've already chronicled how the Hart Foundation war against Steve Austin was what brought me to the WWF in the first place. I was a hardcore WCW guy, uh, Nitro and NWO were getting old, and this was the hot thing that was carrying it, and it was awesome. Uh, and I, I still maintain that there's a lot of quality matches if you go back and watch that. Super fun TV. That was Russo before he got petulant and just bullshitty. Uh but yeah, I actually agree with Chris's pick. I do think that there is uh, what? more. Yeah, right. Even I can do weird shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this like I like I said in the, in the past episode when talking about the new day. I think there is a certain amount to be said for uh, the inclusion of these three young African American gentlemen who took over the wrestling world, did it on their terms. Uh, with with a shitty gimmick, making it their own, and getting over by sheer will of persona, in addition to having fantastic matches, in addition to giving us uh, Xavier's King of the Ring run, Kofi Mania we've already talked about, uh, there are much more moments that I think will resonate through the WWE history with New Day than there is for Heart Foundation. That's two for the New Day. Alan, over to you, sir. Yeah. Um, Bret Hart is probably my one of my top two favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, and I'm not picking against him. He got screwed in Montreal. He's not going to get screwed in my house. <laughs> well, you've obviously never had him on your sofa, because he might. He's a very intriguing gentleman. Oh, <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, maybe. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. The Hart Foundation picks up a vote. Next pick, they were going to go to Bainey. Yeah, so, I mean, give credit where it's due. Hart Foundation, phenomenal team. I mean, that they have some amazing pinnacle uh, tag team wrestling in their group. And then you get over to, again, this group that shouldn't have worked, which was, you know, like a gospel choir, Baptist-like uh, preaching. It's like power of positivity that's how we're going to get over it. And then essentially that basically it was like, we're so positive that you're going to hate us. <laughs> and that's what went down. And then 
roughly around the time when I got back into wrestling in 2015 was when they were in essentially the mainstay. They were starting to become the mainstays in the tag team scene. So I, that was when, you know, you had other tag teams like Lucha, the Lucha Dragons and primetime players and <laughs> just, <laughs> and then also the Usos were there. And then we can, we can talk about the new day versus the Usos as possibly the greatest modern feud in tag teaming. And I will stand by that. And, but yeah, you have two of the, two of the three members are now former world heavyweight champions. You have a King of the ring. You have multiple tag team reigns between this entire group. You have intercontinental reigns, uh, all these different things. I'm going to give it to the new day because of just the sheer, just the sheer impact that this group had by just everything that they've done. And I just, I love them so much. I, I, I almost cried during Kofi mania. I wish big E the best. I hope his, uh, I hope he's not in pain. I hope that he comes back in some type of capacity at some point. And Xavier Woods, I love his in-ring work. I love just uh, he has one of the best elbows all across the ring that I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, New Day gets the vote. Hey, Bainey, don't forget they're also ranked number one as the number one tag team in the WWE by the WWE. So that's true. Yeah, of all time. The New Day picks up its third vote. Uh, we're going to go to Rowan. Did we get this one right? Oh, I mean, whether it was tied now or not or what, we've absolutely gotten this one right. It is all about the New Day for me. Even before I got back into wrestling a couple years ago, I think it was a trivia question somewhere maybe. Somebody mentioned that whole Bootios thing, and I'm like... This is really weird. I have to look up what this is. Yeah, they and make sure I you ain't booty. <laughs> I looked it up and I thought it was hilarious. And then I watched a bunch of New Day videos. And for whatever reason, that wasn't enough to get me back into wrestling wholesale yet. But I'd still go back every so often and like watch New Day stuff because they were fun and they were funny. And now that I'm back into wrestling, it's like, Oh, there's a lot more to appreciate than just them, you know, coming out and being goofs and, you know, Xavier Woods playing the trombone. Although do I still find that amazing and hilarious? You bet your bottom dollar. I do like, I just, there's so much fun. I cannot help but grin and laugh and smile whenever they're on the screen. I'm all about the new day. Now, the New Day is going to be moving to the Elite Eight, and we have one pick left in this episode. And I can't think of a least or less qualified person to start this than Mr. Turner. Turner, the seventh seed of the Undisputed Era, the two seed of the New World Order. Kick us off. Please, please let's, let it come down to me. Let's, please, let's, please let it come down to me. I'm just trying to decide how much my friendship with Chris Hollister <laughs> is worth. You are you. You can say or do no wrong to interrupt that, my friend. So I, don't I, worry I, about it. I really want to take some time. To say, no, the correct answer here <laughs> is undisputed era. The NWO is got so watered down after about eight months. 
it was a phenomenal angle. Phenomenal angle. So well done, even though it was copycatted from Japan, like most good ideas in wrestling are. This was a this was a New Japan thing that Eric Bischoff stole. He'll tell you it was his own idea, but no, he stole it. But it gave us Hollywood Hulk Hogan, one of the phenomenal heels of all time. Say what you will about his work rate. It sucks, but he was an awesome heel. He got a grandma to almost scratch his eyes out on a nitro in a, in a great moment. But yeah, after they ran roughshod. The angle should have died at Starcade 97, but they had to go screw that up with the, the fast count. That wasn't a fast count. Thanks, Nick Patrick. Uh, yeah, they they ended up screwing it up like they got they did all good things. Uh, they didn't really screw up undisputed era; it just kind of ran its course. But um, for for that reason alone, for the work rate from for my favorite athletes in wrestling of all time, uh, this is undisputed era. Undisputed era got its first vote. Alan, over to you. Yeah, I was looking at this matchup when we were. I was like, "Wow, that's that that's tough." But again, I got to thinking, and I I think I lean. Even though I was there when the NWO was born at Bash at the Beach in Daytona, um, but but yeah, you know, just based on the fact that it did get watered down much quicker than it probably should have, it should have lasted a whole lot longer before it did what it did. So, yeah, I got to go Undisputed Era here as well, just simply based on the impact and just the, the quality of the ring work from those four gentlemen. Banny, going to you. Yeah, so the Undisputed Era is a great group. They are, uh, at the time, uh, they ran NXT during their time. Uh, I mean, you had, I mean, Adam Cole's, I think, first match in NXT, he won the North American Championship. And then. You have the amazing turn of Roderick Strong turning on Pete Dunne, joining the group, and in the process, giving the group, I think, a ch- chance to go for Tag Team Gold, which was awesome. It was a, the the finale of the Dusty Classic that year. And then Red Dragon, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are great technical tag team. Kyle O'Reilly has some of the best physical comedy in wrestling. Um, and then you have Adam Cole. Say what you will. I think he is a great talker. He has his he has his moments. He's everything like that. Kyle O'Reilly can use a little bit of work. Roderick Strong is a dark horse in in my mind in the modern era. He's very underrated, and I think uh, he he definitely should be given his flowers for forever how long he's been doing this stuff. And then you look at the NWO. Again, they are the reason that the WCW was winning the Monday night war for that long stretch. I mean, it was only a turnaround right at the end that got WWF now WWE their moment to shine and finally win the war and outbid them once WCW went bankrupt. So with all that being said, it's undisputed. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Undisputed Eric gets my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Undisputed Era has got a third vote. Rowan, going to you. I just did oh. that all just to, <laughs> just to scare Chris. I hope you all know that. I just, just no, watched him the I, whole time. I'm, I was honestly, Vanny, I'm sad. We need to let Rowan talk. I was really hoping it was going to be two to two coming to me. So, 
No, no, no. It's going to be four to nothing coming to you because I'm absolutely going Undisputed Era. Like, I was watching wrestling during the time of NWO, but it's just not something I ever got super into. I mean, I I won't rehash too much what I said before, but just, yeah, I couldn't really ever get into the NWO. Whereas... Undisputed Era, that's still something that I need to go back and watch more of, just because that was before I got back into it, and that's just a chapter of NXT I haven't gone into. I need to do it, especially because, you know, I, like now, I watch NXT religiously and have for almost a year now, because I absolutely love it, and I know that's iconic NXT, um, you know, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong in particular, both in AEW right now, and you know, I find I, I find both of them a lot of fun in AEW. But yeah, like what I've seen from Undisputed Era, just they like they wrestle well, they have an aura to them. Undisputed Era is cool. And I never thought NWO was particularly cool. I'm going undisputed. All right. Before we throw this over to Chris. Does anybody want to lodge a buzzer beater to try and sway him one way or another? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. Okay. Oh, I do. Because you all have made a mockery of boozy bracketology. (laughs) Well, are we going to be thinking about them in 20 years? No one's going to be thinking about the Undisputed Era. You might think of Adam Cole. You might think of Red Dragon. You're not thinking about Roderick Strong. You know who you're going to be thinking about in 20 years? Hulk. Hogan, the NWO, you are. You want to know how per, how how pervasive they were in pop culture? Dennis Rodman almost got fired because he went on tour with the NWO. He was on a multi-time NBA championship basketball team, and he almost left it all behind to be on the NWO. You had Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman, two of the three biggest basketball stars in the world, fighting each other on live TV as a part of an NWO script. They hey, 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 Chris, hey, Chris, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. My that match sucked. <laughs> I am so mad at that. If it was three to two, I wouldn't have said a damn word. That's fine. I know, are you kidding me? For the, the one wrestling faction that permeated pop culture more than any other faction, put some respect on their name. Scott Hall, may you rest in peace. <laughs> Chris, over so to you. Scott Hall, rest in peace. What are you? So you you would say the same about Kevin Nash? Well, he's still. You say the same about peace? Diesel. Resting in no, peace. No, no, no. I, I'm okay. talking about like you know some some of the work ethic and everything like that. Tell me with a straight face that Kevin Nash is a good worker. I'm not. Ta- I did not make a single point about anyone's wrestling ability in there. I'm right. talking about the fact they permeated pop culture more than any other group. They were bigger than DX, pop culture wise. Okay. Go ahead. So. Uh, Mike, Michael Turner, you've known me more longer than anybody else on this panel. How many times have you heard me swear? Oh, it's it's I, I can count on one hand, maybe yeah. like it's like Chris, two fingers. Chris, I don't give a shit. All right, there you go. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, it is absolutely undisputed error. I will give you three reasons why. One. Because they took NXT and they brought it to a higher level. So much so that Triple H trusted that NXT could potentially go up against AEW. They failed... 
but the thought was there because of Undisputed Era. NWO was an interesting concept. If it stayed just the three guys, the three main guys the whole time, I think I might be talking a little bit differently. But because it was bastardized, because it was 100% watered down, because it was just uh, it's like, oh, here's how we're going to make more money. We're going to put a different color on the NWO symbol. And because of that, now we can sell more shirts. And now we can call it Wolfpack. And so they can go the awoo and all that fun crap and whatnot. And it's so mu- and, and we're going to sell more money. No, no, no. Undisputed error. Sell more money. Well, sorry. <laughs> well, make more money. Sorry. I mean, if you're, Mark, you're, if right, you're, selling, you're right. I'll take some. <laughs> anyway. Here's my bag of NWO yeah, branded exactly. cash. Exactly. Well, hey, they had everything else with their freaking initials on it. So my God. But all I'm going to say is this: is Undisputed Era was for the best work horsemen that NW uh, that uh, NXT, excuse me, has ever seen. Right now, that AEW has ever seen. They have some great horsemen right now, and the and they were the ones that took the ball after Balor left, after Shinsuke left, after the um, uh, after the the four horsewomen left, took that ball and continued to run with NXT and did a phenomenal job with it. And probably NXT is on is on USA TV because of Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era sweeps it or not sweeps it, but four to one and moves the frick on. Chris, deal what with it. Oh, was it five nothing? I thought Alan. I thought Alan voted for NWO. No. Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. All right. My bad. Five to one. Five to one. Chris, I'll. I'll I don't know if that's how that works. I'll give you four oh, I mean, more reasons. Among okay. the five panelists, this is dot 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 undisputed. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Oh. I'll, I'll give you four more reasons why undisputed is better than NWO. VK okay. Wall Street, The Disciple, Disco Inferno, and yep. Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Everything I do. Not that Brian <laughs> Oh, I know. I just, I couldn't not. Oh, wait. I forgot about Kyle Petty, NWO member. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no. listen, you've, we've had a good time tonight. Uh, let's go ahead. This is what you have to look forward to in the championship game because I don't get to make these picks. These are all the, the, the five people here with us. It's going to be Degeneration X against the Bloodline. The Shield against the Dangerous Alliance. The Four Horsemen against the Nation of Domination. And the New, New Day taking on the Undisputed Era. Y'all got to make these picks. But when we get back here next oh, week. Is it the Nation? No, is it the nature or is it the elite? It's the elite. The elite. It's the elite. Did I say nation? My Try it again. It is the elite. I apologize. Run it back. Re-recording that. No, the elite. It's the elite against the four horsemen, which is still going to be a hell of a matchup. But y'all get to make those picks. Uh, if you enjoy the shenanigans we get into here, go ahead and check out the Patreon feed right there on Patreon.com/slash/PTEBB. That's your home for all the bonus content including the pre-games for this bracket, which was only released there. Oh, check our show notes for all of our socials, our Discord server, Facebook group, the whole nine. But for the Boozy Bracketology podcast, I have been Chris. I've been Rowan. Oh, crap. I've been Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Michael. I'm Alan. 
And I'm still Bainey. And we'll see you next week with the championship game. Until then, have a good one. New day. New day.